am not going to do any of those moves. That was awesome, man. That was great. That was awesome. Hey, man, give it up for them. Somebody get Brady some water. He's uh, Give Brady some water, all right? There we go, man. He's getting some right now. Awesome. Hey, if, uh, if today's your first time, I just want to say hi to you. Uh, my name is Mark, and I'm the lead pastor here. We're excited to have you guys here today. If you are here for the very first time, uh, we got a free gift for every first-time uh, visitor here today. And, and, and what we say all the time is uh, in the card, in, in the pocket of the seat in front of you or in your seat, there is a connection card. If you're here for the very first time, we ask everybody to fill that out. And if you're here for the first time, you can take that card to the welcome area out there in the lobby. We've got a free gift for all uh, first-timers, anybody that's new. Just take that card out there. We'll exchange that gift for the card just so we can say thanks for coming, man. We hope you guys have a great experience. We'd love to pray for you, serve you, uh, and your family any way that we can. And we always give everybody a couple of moments just to fill out that card when we're receiving the offering uh, after the sermon. And so uh, we're going to have you grab those here in just a moment. I want to mention a couple of things to you uh, really quick before we dive in. A couple of things that you need to know, okay? Now, next week is Mother's Day. And so Mother's Day is usually a pretty big day around here. And uh, one of the things that we do next week uh, we do, well, two things I want to bring up for you. One is uh, we have a child dedication, so baby child dedication. If you want to be a part of that, say, what is that? So what that is is basically uh, uh, parents come up here, grandparents come up here, line up the stage, and it's just simply us as a church praying for families, and it's, just, it's, it's, it's really a symbolic gesture that says, I want to raise my kids in a God-honoring way is what child dedication is. And so if you want to be a part of that, uh, you can do a couple different things. You can visit the welcome area after church today and sign up to be a part of it, or you can sign up in the Summit app. Uh, people ask me all the time, Mark, how do my kids, uh, how, what's the age limit for my kids for me to dedicate my kids? And I tell people all the time, if you want to dedicate your 30-year-old son next Sunday, that'd be amazing. I don't really care. The age limit, it really does not matter. And so, uh, but, but you need to sign up. We do need you to sign up, though, okay? Um, and so, again, you can sign up Welcome Area or right here uh, on the Summit app, all right? Another thing I want to mention to you is... June the 11th through the 13th is Mega Sports Camp. Mega Sports Camp is one of the biggest events that we do all year long. It's a, uh, it's, it's a really great opportunity to reach out to kids and to families. What is it? It's a free sports camp. Uh, we do basketball, volleyball, soccer. Uh, there's going to be crafts. And, and, and really the goal behind it is to get as many kids as we can to tell them about Jesus in a way that they understand. And, man, it's just going to be an awesome time. But here's the deal. To pull that off in the way that we hope to pull it off, our entire church needs to be a part of that if you can. And I want to challenge you with this. If you say, Mark, why would I want to be a part of Mega Sports Camp? I've never really helped out with kids. I've never really thought about it. Here's why you should be a part of Mega Sports Camp June the 11th through the, uh, through the 13th, 6 to 8.30 every night. The reason you should be a part of that is because this is true. 80% of kids, 80% of people rather, 80% of people that make a decision for Jesus do that, do so, make that decision before the age of 12. 80% of people who give their lives to Jesus make that decision before the age of 12. And so what we do for kids matters. And so, man, if you want to be a part of something that has the opportunity and the potential to change somebody's life forever, man, I invite you to be a part of Mega Sports Camp. If you want to be a part of it, you've got questions about it, hit the welcome area after church today. We'll get you signed up, get all your questions answered, all right? Hey, uh, I'm going to pray for us, and we are going to dive into a new series uh, this morning, all right? Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you so much for today. I thank you so much for, God, what you're doing here in this place, God. I just thank you for the worship we just had, and, and, and God, I thank you that, that Jesus, 
we are no longer slaves to fear. God, I thank you that everything we said uh, is true, that you are great, and, 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 and we will sing. We will declare, God, how great you are. It doesn't matter if we feel it or not. doesn't matter how we woke up today. God, you are great, and nothing changes that. You are good, and nothing changes that. And so, God, I pray that you would open up our hearts and minds for every single thing you would want to say to us right now. God, I pray that, that you would protect us from any distraction, anything that the enemy has uh, that he would want to throw at us. And, Jesus, help us to hear from you today. In your name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. 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 Well, today we are kicking off a brand new series. It's going to take us all the way through the month of May called Soundtrack. And, and here's what we're doing in this series. The, the idea is simply this. Every movie has a soundtrack, doesn't it? Every movie has a soundtrack. I mean, there's, there's some movies that if I say the title of it, instantly uh, there's music that's associated with that movie. You can't separate them. So if I uh, show you the poster for Jaws, if I say Jaws, you're instantly thinking of the music, aren't you? You're instantly thinking, dun 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 right? right? And then all of a sudden you have mental images in church of somebody being eaten by a shark. It's great. Um, but without a doubt, the best soundtrack, the, 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 the best soundtrack of human history that we ever had and that we will ever get, and there is no other opinion about it, the best soundtrack for any movie is the soundtrack to Rocky Ford. There has never been and there will never be, that is the official opinion, okay? There is no, there's no debate. That is the official opinion. The best soundtrack ever is the soundtrack to Rocky Four. When I watch Rocky Four, I am looking for the music. And listen, I, I, I mean, when, I, when I'm watching that movie, I hear the soundtrack. I know when the music is kicking in. Listen, I love the soundtrack to Rocky Four. I mean, you get Eye of the Tiger. Hello? Hello, anybody? Right? And not only do you get Eye of the Tiger, you get other great songs from Survivor. You get, oh my gosh, I was having a conversation with somebody that was in the 930. They brought up to me, Hearts on Fire. Some of you have never heard that song. What are you doing with your life? That's what I want to know. No easy way out? Oh my goodness. Right? Or listen, listen. I'm not even going to pretend like there has never been many points in my life where I've been working out and at a certain point turned on the training montage from Rocky Four and pretended I was being chased by Russians in the snow. All right? And some of you don't know what that is. And I need you to know Jesus still loves you. Right? But there's never been, and never, Rocky IV is the best soundtrack. And man, when I just see that movie, I'm thinking of the music. Every movie has a soundtrack. Every movie has music that plays in the background, drives the movie along, drives the plot along. Every movie has a soundtrack. And what I want us to see in this series, what we're going to learn, is that not only does every movie have a soundtrack, but you and I, we have a soundtrack to our lives. We have a soundtrack to our lives. And it's not music. The soundtrack that you and I have in our lives are the thoughts that we think every single day. The thoughts that you and I think, the thoughts that you're thinking right now, the thoughts that you are thinking when you wake up out of bed in the morning, the thoughts that you think until you go to sleep at night, the thoughts that you think every single day, those thoughts are the soundtrack to your life. And, and, and so those thoughts serve as the soundtrack to our lives. It's the thoughts that we think. And I was thinking about this series the other day and what we were going to do in this series. And I was thinking about running. I use a lot of running illustrations here. I love to run. And when I run, usually what I think about is how much I hate running. That's usually what I think about is how much I hate 
running. So one of the things that goes through my head on a regular basis when I run, when I'm running, I'm thinking about this. Mark, this is stupid. There's no one chasing you. Right? I think that all the time. Or, or at a certain point when I get so, so far, I think this hurts or this isn't fun. And here's what I've realized. What I've realized is this. The biggest obstacle that's in my way is in my head. Have you, ever noticed, have you ever heard the phrase, the wall? You've heard athletes talk about the wall, right? That, that they got to a certain point and they hit the wall. Here's the thing you need to know about the wall. The wall is not a physical wall. It's a mental wall. There's not a wall there, but in their head, something says you're done. And so they start to believe the thought that's in their head. And listen, not only does the, do the thoughts that I think, not only do those affect me physically, the thoughts that I think affect me spiritually. I mean, I can't tell you how many times there have been where I know God wanted me to say something to somebody or do something for somebody, and the first thought that comes into my head is, Mark, if you do that, they'll think, th they'll think that you're crazy. Mark, if you do that, they'll laugh at you. And you know what? I don't do anything. And I can't tell you how many times I've missed an opportunity for God to use me because the thoughts in my head got in the way. Or thoughts that came into my mind that tell me God doesn't love me. Thoughts that said God is not going to use me. Thoughts that say God doesn't want anything to do with me. The thoughts that go through our head on a daily basis, they are the soundtrack to our lives. And what you and I need to realize is that our thoughts are constantly declaring war on the voice of God, the Word of God, and what God wants to do in our lives, in our families, community, and our church. And one of the things that God talks about over and over, since our thoughts serve as a soundtrack to our lives, one of the themes that God talks about over and over in Scripture is the theme of our thoughts and our thinking. And what we're going to discover in this series is simply this idea. Here's the idea <clears throat> excuse me, that we're going to discover over the next couple of weeks. It's simply this, that if you change your thoughts, you change your life. If you change your thoughts, if you change the way that you think, then you will change your life. God speaks this way over and over. I'll show you a bunch of verses here on the screen here. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Look at this. Take every thought captive. How many thoughts does God tell us to take captive? Every one of them. Not 50%, not 75%. You need to take every single thought captive. Or answer this question. How many of you would like more peace in your life? Raise your hand. You want more peace in your life? Watch this next verse, Isaiah 26, 8. You will keep him in perfect peace whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. God says if you want more peace in your life, maybe you need to change the way that you think. Or here's another one. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Set your minds on things above. In Ephesians 6, it talks about the armor of God. If you're new to church, you're new to the Bible. See, one of the things we need to understand is that you and I, we are in a spiritual war against a spiritual enemy named the devil. See, the devil is real. And when we talk about the devil, we don't mean a guy in a red jumpsuit with a pitchfork. All right? We mean, we mean the devil is real, and he wants to destroy your faith. And so God says, listen, the devil wants to destroy your faith. You need to put on the armor of God. And so like armor that a knight would wear going into battle, the apostle Paul in the book of Ephesians uh, uses this imagery to describe what he calls the armor of God. Two of them really jump out for the series that we're in as we're thinking about the thoughts that we think every single day. The shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. God says, take up the shield of faith. And then he says this, take up the shield of faith so that you can extinguish the fiery darts of the enemy. You know what the fiery darts of the enemy are? The fiery darts of the enemy are simply this, 
thoughts that come into your head out of nowhere that if you give into or listen to those thoughts, they will derail everything God has done and will do in your life. You're driving down the road and all of a sudden this thought comes out of nowhere. You're in class and this thought comes out of nowhere. You're at work, you're watching TV, you're laying in bed, you're about to go to sleep at night and this thought comes out of nowhere that if you give in, you entertain that thought and everything that thought entails, man, that thought could destroy your family. Do you know what I'm talking about? That thought could destroy or ruin your life and bring a lot of regret. And so what God says is we need to take up the shield of faith, which is the Bible. We need to put on the helmet of salvation. We need to know what God has done in our lives. And every single time those thoughts from the enemy come into our heads that speak against who God is and what God's done, we need to extinguish those thoughts. And here's this one. This is our theme verse for the whole series. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans 12, 2 on the screen right here says this, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I love the way the New Living Translation puts this. We got it on the screen here. I love the way the New Living Translation of the Bible puts it. It says this, let God transform you into a different person, into a new person rather, by changing the way you think. Don't miss the connection there. Do you see that? Let God change you into a new person. How can God change you into a new person? Changing the way that you think. See, here's the deal. As our thoughts change, we change. Is that true? As our thoughts change, we change. I want to grow deeper in my faith. Maybe you need to change the way you think. I want to become a better husband. Maybe you need to change the way that you think. I want to be a better wife. Maybe you need to change the way that you think. I want to be a better parent. I want to be a better student. I want to make a bigger impact at my school. I want to see my mom and dad saved. I want God to, to use my life. I want to see victory over this thing like the students were talking about a minute ago. I want to see freedom in my life. How can I get it? Maybe you need to change the way that you think. See, if our minds need to be renewed, what that says to us is there's something wrong with our minds. And what's wrong with our minds? Simply this right here. It's in the verse, Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to the world. See, what's wrong with our minds is our minds naturally, because of sin, guys, they're naturally conformed to the world. What's that mean? Here's what that means. See, when, when it says don't be conformed to the world, it doesn't mean physical creation or other people. That's not what it means when the Bible says don't love the world or don't be conformed to the world. That's not what it means. And the reason we know that's not what it means is because the most popular verse in the Bible, John 3.16, says what? For God so loved the what? The world. God created everything, Genesis 1 and 2, and after he created it, he looked at it and he said what? This is good. This is good. So he's not talking about the physical world. He's not talking about people. Here's what he's talking about. What he's talking about is a system of living and thinking that says God's not real. See, to conform, to be conformed to the world, for our thinking to be conformed to the world, it's a way of thinking that says God's not who he says he is, God can't be trusted, God's probably not real, and if he is, he doesn't care about me or what I'm going through. Now, here's the deal. It's easy to think that way, right? We're in church. None of us think that way. It's easy to think that way. It's easy for our thoughts to conform to the world. Let me show you. <clears throat> See if you can relate to this. See if you can relate to this at all, okay? See if, see if this relates to your experience in any way, shape, or form. The alarm goes off in the morning, and the first thought that, per, that, that pops into your head when that alarm goes off is, I hate that stupid alarm, because i got to get out of this stupid bed, and i got to go to this stupid job. 
And I hate that stupid job because everybody I work with is stupid. And they all think I'm stupid and I hate them and they hate me. I hate the school that I go to because they're all losers. And then we finally get out of bed. We're not even out of bed yet. Our foot hadn't even hit the floor. And that's already where our mind is going. And then when our feet hit the floor, we're thinking about everything we've got to do that day, everything we've got to do that week. And all of a sudden, what do we start to feel like? We start to feel stressed. We start to feel anxious. We start to feel frustrated. We start to feel nervous. Anybody relate to that? Can anybody relate to that? See, that's just the air that we breathe. And God says, maybe you need to change the way that you think. Or another way is this. We just take in any kind of music and watch any kind of TV show and watch every kind of movie and read every kind of book and magazine and we don't realize or think about what those things might be doing to my heart and to my mind. Now listen, listen, if you've been at Summit any length of time, you know I'm not preaching against movies or anything like that, not preaching against TV shows, but man, guys, listen to me. Sometimes we got to ask where the images we see on screen go after we see them. And most of the time the answer is... Nowhere. They stay with me forever. And not even knowing it, they do stuff to my mind, and they do stuff to my heart, and they impact my life. Ask yourself this question. What kind of thoughts make up the soundtrack of your life? Ask yourself that. What kind of thoughts every single day, every single week, month, year, what kind of thoughts make up the soundtrack of your life? For, for some of us, the soundtrack that we listen to, the thoughts that we think every single day, the playlist that goes through our head, it's a playlist of fear, worry, anxiety about, about what's going to happen today, what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen with my kids, what's going to happen with my spouse, what's going to happen with my job. In our minds, constant fear, constant worry, constant anxiety, or maybe it's just frustration. Frustration about your life, frustration about your situation, frustration about your job, or maybe the thing, the playlist that goes through your mind, it's a playlist of jealousy. Because you're, you're sitting there thinking, why doesn't my Instagram life look as good as their Instagram life? Right? Or maybe it's a playlist of escapism. Do you know what I mean by that? Escapism, it's 8 a.m. on Monday morning, and you are counting down the seconds until Friday at 5 I can't wait to get away. I can't wait until the weekend. I can't wait till the next out-of-town adventure. I can't wait for the next vacation. Or here's what we're saying. The grass is greener on the other side. That's where I'll be happy. And then you get to that grass, and turns out you need other grass. Right? And you're constantly looking, because here's the playlist in your head. Right now isn't good enough. Right now you can't be content. Right now you can't be happy. And so these are the thoughts that are running through our minds. And God says, listen, you need to renew your mind. See, our minds need to be renewed so much. The thoughts that we think on a daily basis impact us so much. God actually gives us a checklist that you and I can judge our thoughts up against to see what we're thinking about. It's in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. I love this verse here, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. He says, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so test your thoughts here. Let's take every single one of these guys, and let's just take a moment. Let's just ask all of these in the form of a question. How many of my thoughts are true? How many of your thoughts are true every single day? True about you, your family, your life. How many of your thoughts are true? See, God says in Romans 8.28, all things work together for the good for those who love God. But here's my thoughts. Nothing ever works out for me. Look at me. Only one of those is right. Did you hear that? 
Only one of those is right. Are the thoughts that you and I think about our lives and our situation and our family, do they line up with who God is and what God has done? Are my thoughts true or are they basically lies? Well, then he says this, are my thoughts honorable? And the idea behind honorable, are, are we thinking about big things, massive things, awe-inspiring things? Summit, when was the last time you were blown away that God loved you? When was the last time you were stunned that Jesus Christ left heaven and gave his life for you and he didn't stay dead and he came back to life? When was the last time you were amazed by the love of God for you? Or when was the last time you looked at creation, maybe a sunrise, sunset, I don't know what it is, but you just looked at something in creation and you didn't get cynical about it, you didn't say, oh, well, I see that every day, but you just, let, you just let yourself be inspired and get caught up in that moment and you looked at creation and it brought you up to worship your Creator. How many of your thoughts are big, awesome, inspiring because that's who God is? And so many of our thoughts are, I think so many of our thoughts are small. I think so many times we struggle to have big thoughts because so many times we're just busy thinking about small things. Did you see what so-and-so put on Facebook? I can't believe it. Right? Did you see what they put on their Snapchat story? I don't even know what a Snapchat story is. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I have no clue. Right? But that's what we're saying. Are my thoughts honorable? Well, here's another question. Wow, watch this question. Watch this. Are my thoughts just? What's that mean? Are my thoughts right? Everybody in the church, look at me. Are you letting your thoughts go to situations and scenarios that do not glorify God? Here's another way I can ask that. When your mind is free to wonder and you don't have to think about anything, where does your mind automatically go? Are my thoughts just? Here's one. Are my thoughts pure? And purity means devoted to Jesus. That's the idea that Paul has. How many of my thoughts are purely devoted to Christ? I mean, do you think about following Jesus and falling more in love with Jesus? What would your life look like if, it looked like if you were passionate, sold out for Jesus? Think about it. How many of my thoughts are lovely? And I don't really use the word lovely a lot, but what, he, but what he's trying to get us at is how many of my thoughts are just about how good God is to us? How faithful God is to us, how much that God has blessed us with, or are all of my thoughts filled with things that I don't have? Hello? Here's this one. Are my thoughts commendable? When he says, are my thoughts commendable, commendable, what, here it means worship. Praise. Look at me. Man, it's hard to worry and worship at the same time. Isn't it? I feel like I'm preaching better and y'all are responding. I'm going to tweet this. I'm going to tweet what I just said. That was good. It's hard to worry and worship at the same time. That's less than 140 characters. All right? All right? It's too late. You missed your moment. You missed your moment. You missed your moment. But listen, man. Listen. We could all stand to grow in worship. We could all stand to grow in worship. You don't need a band to help you worship. You need to learn how to worship in your car. You need to learn how to worship at school. You need to learn how to worship at work. You need to learn how to worship. Because listen, a lot of us can't worship because we're too busy, worried, or afraid. And it's hard to worry and worship at the same time. Are my thoughts commendable? And then I love that Paul, just like in case he missed anything at the end, just like a junk drawer throws everything in. If there's anything excellent, worthy of praise, think about it. Are my thoughts excellent or worthy of praise? You might be sitting there thinking, Mark, I don't have anything to praise God for. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You have plenty of things to praise God for. Here's one. If you're a follower of Jesus, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says that God has given us everything we need for life 
and godliness. Do you hear that? God's given you everything you need to live for Him. God's given you everything you need to fulfill the calling He's put on your life. You might need to grow into it. You might need to stretch your faith. But God has given you everything you need. And listen, whatever you need, God wants to give you more of it. So if you need courage, God's got it. You need help, God's got it. If you need wisdom, God's got it. But how many of my thoughts are excellent thoughts, worthy of praise? Answer this question. What is the soundtrack to your life? What are the thoughts that you think on a daily basis? Let's have a moment of honesty with the lights on. No one is looking uh, down. No eyes are closed. I'll go ahead and raise my hand. Who in here would be honest enough to admit, I need a new playlist. I need to change the way that I think. Raise your hand right now. There we go. There we go. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what we're going to do over this series, we're going to unpack how can I do that? How can I change the way that I think? How can I change my playlist. And so here's the first principle and then we're done, all right? First principle that you and I need to see if we're going to change the soundtrack to our lives, if we're going to renew our mind, it's simply this. Here's the principle. I am renewing my mind when I replace lies with truth. I am renewing my mind when I replace lies with truth. Specifically, it's the truth of God, the truth of what God has said, the truth of what God's done and who I am in Christ. And notice that word replace. So many times people mess up and they say, man, I just need to stop worrying. Listen, you don't stop anything, you replace it. You don't stop worrying, you replace worry with faith. You don't stop anger, you replace anger with love and mercy. And so God says, I want you to begin to take every thought captive. Take every thought captive. Let's all say that together. Take every thought captive. And here's how we're going to do it. Every time a lie from the enemy comes into your mind or, or you tell yourself a lie, any lie that comes into our mind, we're going to build a new habit. Because here's the habit that we're born with. The habit that we're born with is listen to every lie. Here's the habit that we're going to begin to build into our lives. Every time a lie comes into our mind, we're going to begin to do, to do this. We're going to tell ourselves, no. Every time a lie comes into my mind, we're going to say, no, and then we're going to replace that lie with a truth from God that demolishes that lie. So we're going to begin to tell ourselves, no. Let's all just say no together. Let's all say it, no. No, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. Let's all do it again. No. Every time a lie comes into our minds, we're going to begin to tell ourselves, no. So the thought comes into your mind, I'll always be like this. My mom and dad struggle with this. I struggle with it. I've struggled with it for years. I will always be like this. No. Because the Bible says that I am a new creation in Christ. That might be an issue in my life, but we talked about it last week. I am not my struggle. I will not always deal with this. I am not going to listen to that lie. Or the thought may come into your head, my life's a joke. This is not how I thought it was going to be. I hate where my life is. I thought things would be different. I thought things would be better. And we're listening to those lies, and the moment they come into our mind, we're going to say, no. Because the Bible says in the book of Psalms that the lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. And I may not see it right now, but God is good and God has a purpose for my life. Even in the season that I'm in right now, the thought comes into my mind that says, I'm all alone. And I want to say back to it, no, I'm not. I'm not all alone because God is with me and he will never leave me and he'll never forsake me. Or the thought comes into our minds that says, no one loves me. And we're going to say, no, because God loves me. And God is for me. And God is with me. But the thought comes into my mind of fear and worry and anxiety. 
And you might live in the grip of that. And listen, you've got to get a battle plan to deal with that kind of... You've got to get a battle plan. You've got to get a strategy to fight that battle. You might need to go to the doctor and because of God's common grace, they're going to help you there, uh, help you with, with, with a few things to help you uh, just walk through that season, walk through that every single day. You need to get some other people in your life who are praying for you, taking care of yourself physically. But one thing you need to do if you fight that fight of fear and worry and anxiety, you have got to soak your mind in the Word of God so that every time the lie of fear and worry and anxiety comes, you can say, no, God is with me. I will not be afraid. Wherever I go, the Lord is with me. No, I will not listen to it. Here's the deal. Then we're done. This is really hard. And here's why it's hard. Here's why it's hard. This is why it's hard for me. I'm going to turn 40 in two weeks. And I know what you're thinking. Man, you look good. You look really good. I know. I make it look good, buddy. I'm making 40 look hot. I know. But that's not why we came, guys. That's, that's not why we came today, guys. So here's what that means. For 39 years, I have given myself a steady diet of Mark, God doesn't love you anymore. Mark, God's not going to use you anymore. Mark, Mark that's, that's stupid. Mark, nobody likes you. Mark, everybody hates you. Mark, this time, it's not going to work out. It worked out once, but that was luck. This time, God's not got your back. And I have heard that on repeat for 39 years. And telling myself, no, that is not what God says is hard. It is awkward. Because I'm used to thinking in, in the pattern of the world. But can I tell you this morning that the more we do it, the easier it becomes. And the light of the truth of God will begin to break into our soul and our minds will think different. And when we change our thoughts, we will change our life. And listen, I might struggle with fear tomorrow, but if I begin to tell myself no and replace lies with the truth of God, a year from now when the fear comes, I can respond in a different way. Now, we do not do this alone. This is not suck it up. This is not give yourself a pep talk. This is not self-esteem. Jesus Christ came back from the dead and is alive. And the Spirit of God lives inside of every follower of Jesus. And He has given us His Word on a page. And if the voice of God can speak the universe into existence, what can the voice of God do in your life? Honestly, think about it. What can the voice of God begin to do to your anger, to your bitterness, to your frustration, to your fear, to your depression, to your anxiety? If you change your thoughts, you change your life. Let's pray. I just want everybody right now, just in this moment, what is your soundtrack? What's the playlist that runs through your head every day sound like? When your mind is free to wonder, where does it 
go? And how do those thoughts impact the way that you live? How do those thoughts impact the way that you see God? How do those thoughts impact the way that you think that God wants to interact with you? There are people in this church today and, 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 and your thoughts are so powerful in your life you can just barely function. And church, God is calling us to a different way. God is saying, I want you to renew your mind. I want you to change the way that you think. I want you to replace lies with truth. And I'm going to give you the power to do it. And I'm going to give you my word to do it. And I've given you the spirit to do it. My son's alive so you can do it. And so, so this process... I think it starts with a simple declaration of war against the thoughts that hold us back. A simple declaration that says, God, I am not going to give in to this anymore. I'm going to begin to fight. I'm going to begin to, to, to believe truth and to speak truth in my life. I'm not going to listen to these lies. God, this is not going to be easy, but I believe that it's worth it. But today, I am declaring war. I need to renew my mind. I need a new soundtrack. I need a new playlist that sounds more like you and less like the world. I'm declaring war against my thoughts today. If that's you just in this moment, would you just raise your hand right now to say, Mark, that's me. I am declaring war against my thoughts. I need a new playlist. Raise your hand right now, really high. All over this room, hands are going up. All over this room, hands are going up. All over this room, hands are going up. Right now, why don't you just get really honest with God and say to God, God, I can't think this way anymore. I can't think this way anymore. Because the way that I'm thinking, these thoughts... God, they're getting in the way of, my, of how I see you. They're getting in the way of what you want to do in my life. Jesus, my heart and my mind is filled with so many lies. But one word, one word from you could change everything. And so Jesus, we just declare war today. We just declare war against whatever those lies are, whatever those thoughts are. And this is not a one-time thing. It's going to be a process. But we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Greater is He who is in us than he that is in the world. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is alive inside of us to renew our minds, to transform our thoughts, and Jesus, to give us new hearts. So do that for your glory today. Or you might be here today, and listen, guys, the only way we can fight this battle is with Jesus alive in us. Is He alive in you? Do you know Jesus? Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ so that He talks to you and you talk to Him and you love Him and you want to live for Him? Do you, do you know Jesus that way? Because if not, He loves you, and that's why you're here. And right now, I want to give every person in here who has never surrendered to Jesus, who might be a good person, who might believe in God and enjoys church, but you have never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. He is not your Lord and Savior. And today, you want to give Him your life. Today, you want Him to be your Lord and Savior. 
I want to give every person who needs to make that decision the chance to do it right now. So if today you want to be saved, you give your life to Jesus, and this is not a prayer that simply says, hey, I can get out of hell if I pray this prayer and then live however I want. No, no, no. This prayer is a line in the sand that says, God, I'm not going to be perfect, but I want to live for you starting right now. If you want to pray that, just pray this with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me today. I give my life to you right now for the first time. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for coming back from the dead for me. I need to live for you starting right now. In Jesus' name, amen. No eyes are open. No one is looking around. But listen, if you just did that, you made the biggest and best decision of your life. Man, I would love to just celebrate with you and pray with you. Today, if you just gave your life to Jesus, said, Mark, I want to get saved today. Would you just raise your hand right now and say, Mark, today I'm doing that. I'm giving my life to Jesus for the first time. Go ahead and raise your hand right now. That's you. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you that not only do you call us to a different way, you give us what we need to go there. Thank you that, that you don't just call us to renew our minds, but we got to find that strength somewhere. I thank you that you give everything we need so that that calling can become real. God, I thank you that you've given us everything we need. And so, God, I pray that, God, over this series, over the next couple of weeks, that the playlist and the soundtrack would change and we would replace lies with truth. Father, we love you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Church, let's give God praise today. Let's give God praise. Hey, I want to um, I want to challenge you with something. Um, I want to give you some homework before I let you go. Alright? I want to give you some homework before I let you go. I want you to don't sleep on this either. Alright? Sometime this afternoon, okay, in the next 24 hours, I want to challenge everybody in our church to take a sheet of paper. And on one side, write every lie that you tell yourself every single day. Write every lie that you believe. Every lie you tell yourself, write it down. And then next to that lie, write a truth from God that obliterates that lie. And we're going to begin to replace lies with truth. Hey, guys. Um, man, Dana's going to come. She's going to share some stuff with you right now. And our ushers are going to get in place. We're going to receive our offerings. So you men and women who are going to help with that, you can go ahead and get in place. And also, if you've got your connection card handy, go ahead and grab that connection card and we'll fill those out, all right? You can... Drop those connection cards in the basket. And if you're new here, uh, make sure to let us know you're here today. First time guest, put that on your card. If I've never met you, I'd love to meet you at the welcome area. All right? And guys, right now what we're about to do is we're about to take this opportunity of generosity. And, and man, you might sit there and you think, man, what can God really do with what I give? Well, you don't even have to have a church background to have heard the story of Jesus and the 5,000, how Jesus takes this little sack lunch this boy has, multiplies it, feeds 5,000 people. And, and we say, Mark, what can God do with the little that I've got? Here's the answer. God can do a lot. God can do a whole lot with what we give, with what we surrender to Him. But we need to take that step and surrender. And so if you're giving here, you're giving online or through the app, man, God bless you guys for doing that. I'm going to pray, and then Dana's got a few things to share with you while we're giving. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you that Jesus is alive and we have hope today. And God, as we give, God, regardless of what is given, God, I pray that you would take this gift, multiply it, and use it to transform Eastern Kentucky and the entire world. That the world is different because of what we give. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys go ahead and give, Dana. 
Hey, you guys. So I just got a couple things to, to talk to you guys about. So like Mark said, um, Mega Sports Camp is coming up, and that is June the 11th, the 12th, and the 13th. There is some sign-up forms out front there at the welcome area that you can sign up for. If you are not a sporty person, then we still need your help. There's other areas that, uh, that we could use your help in. You can just add your name to one of the lists out there. There's also some information about the t-shirts that they're going to have for that event and what you need to do if you would like to have a t-shirt. Uh, like Mark said too, next Sunday is Mother's Day, so we are doing the baby child dedication. So if that is something that you would like to be a part of, you can sign up online or you can write something on your connection card and somebody will be in contact with you. Um, we're also doing a partnership like right now, right after service. So if you are interested in becoming a partner here, then you can just meet us out here at the coffee area. We'll be there in just a few minutes. And the um, Operation Christmas Child item of the month, because I just remembered, was hygiene items. And so we will have a more detailed list compared... <laughs> Thank you, Cassidy. Listed uh, for that, so there's specific items that you guys can bring. And Cassidy just told me to remind you guys that they're doing a bake sale out front for uh, Relay for Life. So um, the students are the ones that helped out with all that. So we would really appreciate it if you guys would go out there and buy something sweet from them. You guys are dismissed. Yeah.